Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next two hours, breaking out everything we saw in the NFL last night. A double dip of Monday night action that might have sent the NFL back about 50 years of offense. And we will have Will Hill join us uh, later on to discuss everything in the NFL and also pick his brain on some uh, college bowl games and other things going on here in the world of sports. But, Wes, let's look back to what we saw last night. And if you watched all of that NFL action like I did last night, you're probably going, what in the world did I just watch? And we knew that the games would be dicey. And obviously, I don't know that the Vikings and Bears game has the same excuse that the Browns and, and Raiders game have with all the COVID implications that really set certainly Cleveland back against the eight ball here. We saw the, the number fluctuate greatly. Remember, it was reposted after it became a Monday night game. Early in the week, last week was a six-point line for the Browns. Came down to three. Then all the news broke about COVID and went all the way to the Raiders being as high as four-point favorites. They took it off the board at most places, put it back up, on Sunday night, and the Browns were favored as three-point favorites again. And then all the news came that Case Keenum wasn't going to be able to go. Baker Mayfield still wasn't going to be able to go. And then it got as high as Raiders plus three. So the Raiders don't cover the number, the last number, but they clearly may have, depending on when you got it, Wes. And we talk about it all the time. Timing is everything. When do you get these numbers as the Raiders win by two, cash some tickets, but certainly not all? 
Yeah, I did not watch all the NFL action last night, uh, especially the second game. I took some time for a Charlie Brown Christmas. Did that, you really? That never disappoints me. Well, you you made a good choice. You made a business decision. Yes, you didn't I, miss a thing, my yes, friend. Yes, I did. I could not watch it on the one time it aired on Sunday night, so I had it on the DVR. That never disappoints never. me every year, at least. But anyway, to this game, yeah, uh, I, I did not end up betting this game because I, I really didn't do much with a lot of these COVID games mm-hmm. and not knowing who was going to play or not. But, you know, you know, Raiders, every time that you think that they're dead, because we talked about it, oh, they look like a dead team. They're DOA. And every time you think they're down, they at least give their fans some hope because they continue to stay alive. Now 7-7 seven and seven on the season. Not in the playoff chase, but certainly not out of it. They're in that in-the-hunt column that mm-hmm. you see on the graphic on the right on television. But, look, uh, you know, I thought Nick Mullins did what he could do. Yes. I mean, he wasn't great, but I don't think he was bad. Uh, the fact that, you know, he didn't turn the ball over, which is basically, okay, here's what we want you to do. Just take care of the football. Let's run the ball with Nick Chubb and see what he can get us. And he did get you 23 for 91 and a touchdown. But you just, like, these two these two teams are hanging on, and that's why you see him in the hunt on, on the right hand of the column there. They are basically kind of what they are. They're like a lot of different teams in the AFC mm-hmm. right now. They're just barely hanging on. Derek Carr, of course, throws that late interception where he tries to go deep, throws it up for grabs, and it got got by the Browns' defense. So it was kind of like he leads the league or something I saw over the last several Comebacks. years in comeback wins. And, you know, you want to give him credit for the comeback, but you also want to say, well, you're the dude that also threw the interception that you forced you to make the comeback. created the situation, right, yeah, in order to it, be in position. Exactly. It's like uh, when you know you got a triple-double and you got to get that <laughs> rebound and you go in and you miss the shot and you bank it hard off the glass so it ricochets Ricky right back Davis. to you. Yes, exactly. Rick, right? It was very much a Ricky Davis situation, but uh, Daniel Carlson gets the field goal at the end. Uh, they took the timeout at the very last second. Wow. I thought, you know, maybe they could do something about that because the ball was already kicked, but he got the timeout off like that. You have to do it in such a time frame. And nevertheless, you know, we often see that when you get iced and then the second time around, you miss the kick. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Carlson gets it done. Now Raiders seven and seven and rounds the same. You know, to your point about Nick Mullins, I actually thought he played pretty well. Remember, he had one practice. Let me say again. He had one practice. Mm-hmm. To come off the practice squad, right, and and go ahead and start this football game. No Baker, no Case. They can't even be there to tell coach him, if you will, right, because they couldn't even be physically at the building or at the arena. So this guy goes out and plays pretty good football. The Raiders turn it over twice. The Browns don't turn it over. The Raiders have seven penalties. The Browns only have three. And yet they missed a field goal right at the end of the first half. The Browns did. Those three points came back to bite them. And they essentially had two plays to get seven yards after the Derek Carr pick that you alluded to, Wes. And that difference of not getting that first down and giving the ball back to the Raiders Mm -hmm. meant first place in the AFC North. And for anybody that had the the Browns to win that division, feeling better about those tickets, to last place in the AFC North and then not feeling very good about having your tickets right there if you think they might cash to win that division. That's how big a third and three decision without Kevin Stefanski, who wasn't there as well. And I guarantee you, Stefanski calls a different play to try to get those pivotal third three yards and not give the football back to the Raiders. That is the difference between first place 
and last place in the NFL. Yeah, and the injury's not getting any better for the Browns. This for Kevin Stefanski and his Zoom media availability this morning. Tack McKinley, ruptured Achilles, is oh. going to require surgery, so he is going to be out for the unforeseen future, and also Miles Garrett with a groin injury, and then the COVID reserve players, quote-unquote, hurry up and wait, basically, is what the story is for that. So, Cleveland, you know, I wonder if they're kind of like what the 49ers were last year, where it's just eventually you hang on and you hang on and you hang on with all of these injuries, and then eventually the weight of it becomes too much. Right. And it seems like they're one of those teams. There's always a couple of those teams every year in the NFL where it's like they might be a little bit better than their record indicates, but the injuries just take their toll, and I think that they're taking their toll on this team. So now uh, Cleveland moving forward. They go to Green Bay on Christmas uh, afternoon, and they're getting basically eight in the market, actually seven and a half at BetMGM. And then the Raiders, of course, they get the Denver Broncos at home. Raiders haven't been good at home. They're laying one right now. It is amazing, too, when you look at that Browns uh, mass unit there. And again, it feels like, boy, if they could have just figured out a way to get that first down, how different that game against Green Bay could look, mm-hmm. right? But immediately, and I wonder if that number is going to go up. You and I have talked about teaser liability a lot in this program here. And you see it at, at eight, and it feels like a real teasable scenario for me. And I teased, say, the Packers, and I had to sweat out a two-point conversion at the end, or else that teaser would have been busted on Sunday. I wonder if that number is going to go up. We'll do bet now or bet later in the second hour of the show, and I love doing that exercise because I think it's a very smart one for gamblers out there. But I do wonder if that number might go up to get some teaser liability. For the I, I could see it a little bit. And then, look, in terms of the situation, I kind of want to look to Cleveland because I've been mentioning it that Green Bay has been living right ATS now. They didn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, but they've already clinched the division. They're the only team of the 14 teams that are going to be in the playoffs. They're the only team that has clinched because they have clinched the NFC North. Obviously, they have home field to play for, but keep in mind with all these playoffs, scenarios as we get into week 16 week 17 and then week 18 all these playoff scenarios are priced into the number Mm -hmm. so you're not going to be like well you know they can clinch home field let me go ahead and bet that right now that's already been accounted for when these odds makers put out the price so you're seeing eights out there seven and a half i think this will go up a little bit uh i would lean to cleveland but boy i gotta see this injury news and and who's going to be back for this team yeah it it really is hard again i I thought we we tried to give out the best and the most salient advice last week when we saw all this news breaking throughout the week. You really have to do your due diligence because these numbers are going to move based on exactly what you said, Wes, and we'll figure out who can go and who can't go. So be very cautious right now because, again, you see there today and Green Bay is laying eight and you go, well, that that feels good. Maybe if you're a Packer backer, you have mm-hmm. no idea what this week will come because testing, sometimes these teams that have been involved in it, there's like a delay factor. So you might think you're getting the best number now. I, be cautious because, again, these things are fluid. They are changing. And teams that, are, that might be affected next week, we have no idea right now as we speak that may or may not be affected by this. So it is really as crazy wild west, a wild, wild west scenario as you might be able to find. The Vikings game uh, last night against the Bears, that's a number at six and a half is what it closed at. That you felt like they were easily going to cover this thing. Then some weird things started to happen. It was 17 to 3, and the Vikings were in field goal range. So, if, again, you were in that uh, late touchdown by the Bears and go for it scenario. They kicked the field goal. They're going to be okay. And it went up to 7 here, as you see, closing at BetMGM. Then they get a procedure penalty, backs them up out of field goal range, and then they got a punt. 
So now it's still a 14-point game. And then the Bears, had a, it seemed like the whole fourth quarter to try to score a touchdown, couldn't get it done. Then, of course, they get the, the late garbage, right? The Vikings punt it back inside the two-minute warning. And what happens? You just knew it. No timeouts. Justin Fields somehow matriculates the ball down the field. They get a touchdown with no time on the clock to make it 17-9. And everybody's going, well, if you kick it and it's seven closing number ITs, if you go for two, which they probably would have, we're going to get six. We're going to get this miracle cover. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, they've switched the rule. Right. And they switched it after the Minneapolis miracle, ironically, the Vikings. After they got that walk-off touchdown against the Saints in the postseason, the rule is, for people that don't know it and might have been made aware of it last night, is if the game is not in the balance, if it's not a, a two-point scenario where it could alter mm-hmm. the outcome, uh, uh, potentially tied, then there's no extra point kicked. And that keeps the number outside of the six and a half or the seven if you're a Viking backer. Absolutely insanity. Well, the good thing uh, for all of us football fans, the Bears, I believe, are done on prime time. Thank so God. I think uh, they're going to be that one o'clock Eastern time in the afternoon no on more Sunday flex for the rest of the time. Absolutely. Oh. And, and then you look, you, like you look at the stats and you look at the scoreboard. Vikings controlled the game on the scoreboard throughout, but then you look. Bears had 370 yards. Minnesota only had 193 yards, Amazing. and they averaged a paltry 3.2 yards a play. The great equalizer were not only the penalties, 9 for 91 yards for the Bears, but also the three turnovers. They had four fumbles, three of them lost, oh. one by Fields, one by Bird, one by David Montgomery. So that's what it is, and and it's basically what we've seen with the Bears all year. They were doomed from the start, and we talked about it over the summer. They don't have the offensive line no. to protect, and they didn't have it last year. They don't have it this year, and it needs a lot of work. The kid Jenkins, who may have some potential that they got out of Oklahoma State in the second round, he had a rough night with penalties and he is mistakes. He's yeah. out there fighting. He was. He was fighting. But, <laughs> I mean, literally uh, fighting. But he was getting penalized uh, quite frequently. So 17-9. to nine, uh, Bears officially eliminated from the playoffs. Minnesota barely hanging on 7-7. Seven and seven. They'll get the Rams at home this weekend. Some of his own teammates were fighting. They're like, stop fighting, dude. You're getting too many 15-yard <laughs> penalties against us. All right, when we come back here, Wes, we do have double dip of Tuesday night football as well. Wow, bizarre times we live in. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in Easton, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Football season. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 522-4700. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on Beeson. And West, very quickly, as we speak, Kevin Stefanski has been speaking via Zoom, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Have you picked up anything you'd like to share with the peeps? Well, uh, just kind of scrolling down my timeline in terms of uh, what is going on. Obviously, he, we mentioned the injuries that he updated about Tack McKinley and about Miles Garrett. Kevin Stefanski says that he has still not cleared COVID protocols, okay. nor have any players. Now, Stefanski is saying day number 10 of his return window, if he is not cleared by Friday, he would travel separately to Green Bay in hopes of clearing for game day. And that is, of course, the Aaron Rodgers scenario. If you remember when Aaron Rodgers, he had to wait the 10-day period, came back on the Saturday before the first game back against Seattle after missing that Kansas City game. Sounds like that's what Kevin Stefanski is going through right now in Cleveland. Mm. And I do think his absence played a huge part in that game last night. Mm-hmm. Not so much Nick Mullins. Again, I thought Nick Mullins played about as a B-plus game that you could expect for a guy with a practice squad. And I'm not putting this on the coaching staff because that's big shoes to fill for the guy that was coaching of the year, a year ago, in the in the NFL, and Kevin Stefanski not being there last night was some of that critical play calling down the stretch really had an adverse reaction on this football game. And before we get back to tonight's game, sticking, unfortunately, with the COVID theme, mm-hmm. due to COVID-related issues, the Capitals and Flyers game in the NHL oh. has officially been postponed. We know it got announced last night that the NHL, which had like a four-day break over right. Christmas anyway, but they're moving it up, so that's why you didn't see very many. You usually would see about a full slate tonight and tomorrow of hockey right before the Christmas holiday. You do not see that, so no Caps Flyers, no announcement yet on the 
the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights. That remains the last game on the board tonight for the NHL. All right, good update, Wes. And again, if we see anything, hear anything, Twitter, otherwise, we'll let you know here over the next uh, hour 45 as we're here on the Lombardi line. Let's talk more NFL here. We do have a double dip of Tuesday night action. Maybe not the way we wanted to get double dip uh, action on Tuesday night because these games had to be postponed, at least uh, moved back because of the COVID protocols here. So now in the city of Brotherly Shove, we've got the Eagles hosting the Washington football team tonight, which is a huge game with potential playoff implications here for two, six, and seven football teams. And you look at the Eagles now at BetMGM, it's up to six and a half. This line opened pre-COVID, if you will, at two and a half for Philly. And now as we speak, we do not know if Kyle Allen and or Taylor Heineke will be able to quarterback the Washington football team. And if not, I believe it's going to be Gail Gilbert who would be going, which would be almost the identical situation that Nick Mullins just had in Cleveland, mm -hmm. where you literally pull the guy up, sign him, put him in the practice squad, bring him up, give him practice, and say, all right, go win us a critical game in December. Wes, and I, and I know it's hard to, to, to figure out. We know that Jalen Hurts, he just had some rib issues, but like regular I I injuries, he is going to go, it looks like, tonight for the, uh, for the Fly Eagles fly. Up to six and a half, what do you make of this number? Yeah, and I'll go through the key injuries first. First for Washington, no J.D. McKissick tonight, no Curtis Samuel, no Brandon Sheriff. He is out with COVID-19. Mm -hmm. uh, the other guys have various injuries. But like you said, the quarterback issue, Terry McLaurin was in concussion protocol. Mm -hmm. So uh, they also have some guys on the defense, especially in the secondary battling issues. Uh, Philadelphia looks a little bit more cleaner, even though tackle Andre Dillard is going to miss due to COVID-19. Both running backs, Miles. Sanders, Jordan Howard are going to be probable for this one. Jalen Hurts, of course, got cleared as well. So, you know, this is a really interesting game because the uh, the issues in terms of the COVID issues started with the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? This game gets delayed. And then Philadelphia, I think, just had a couple, uh, you know, not 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 as many. But when the game gets put back and then you get a couple that pop up, it's like, no wonder they're upset, and and I, and I can't really blame them for being upset. It's like, you know, the game got moved back. It's like, hey, the issues weren't necessarily on our side. We can have a, a little bit of sympathy, but not that much sympathy right. here because we, it got moved back. So it does give the Washington football team extra time, and it does give them, at least on the surface, what would seem to be an unfair advantage. I have not, I have not bet this game, you know. In terms of teaser, you either got to tie it into the other game tonight, which we'll get to in a moment, yep. or you've got to tie it into next week since some of these games are up. That's about what I would look at, maybe a teaser on Fly Eagles Fly here. But, you know, with these COVID games, Dave, and, and I know that they're on the board and they're standalone games and they're going to draw a handle. Yep. One thing I will advise you don't have to necessarily bet these games unless you have a very strong conviction or, or a strong angle, strong opinion on this game. So I know that they're out there and they're like, you know, they're like the candy canes Come, on the Christmas tree. Right. You got to have one. You got a sweet tooth here, but sometimes you can go ahead and pass if you don't have anything. So nothing on side or total for me, maybe Eagles in a teaser. Well, you're picking up, uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Cause I did play the Eagles in a teaser scenario. And this weekend might've been the most teasers I've ever played versus playing sides and totals straight up. For well, that it's very not reason. a bad strategy yep. too, because look, we're now, uh, we're still in week 15. I keep saying we're in week 16. We're still in week 15 know, for God's sakes. But anywho, after <laughs> tonight, you're going to have three weeks left in the NFL. And 
the numbers are as tight as they're going to be. This is not week one or week two no. where not only the betters are un, a little bit unsure of their power ratings, but the bookmakers are unsure of their power ratings. Now things are priced in, so you are getting tighter numbers this late in the game. So to your point, that's why teasers, I think, become even more value, especially through key numbers as you get these games where everything is priced in, where it's like, okay, they need this team to lose and they need yep. to do this to order to get in the playoffs or to win the division or whatnot or to stay alive for the next week. So all of that is priced in, and that makes the numbers even tighter. It's great advice. And, again, maybe you don't like you go, buy i got to get two for the price of one. Yeah, but you're trying to find that value. And right now, because it is so uncertain with who going to go and decisions that can be made within 24 hours affecting those numbers. That's why those uh, that, that bonus, that cushion, if you will, of those six points either way, I really think might be the smart way to go until you really know again, to your point, how tight these lines are. Try to find added advantage. So maybe the teaser scenario here, that's the only way I'd play Philadelphia tonight. And I don't trust Washington if they don't have a capable quarterback under center tonight to then possibly uh, stay inside that number of six and a half, seven. Let's get to the other game tonight. That is the Seahawks and the Rams as well well in West again this one was backed up for the same reason because of the Rams and Seattle both having issues here so they're going to try to give it a go tonight the Rams this number has moved a lot and now it's moved back up remember it was over seven last week when I initially played it then my play got wiped out when the COVID mm -hmm. things uh, happened then it got repriced and I believe it came down it, it, before it got repriced it came all the way down to like three and now it's been repriced here. You see at BetMGM at six and a half. So getting back close to where it was uh, before all the COVID concerns hit. Yeah, and going in before we even had the COVID concerns, you have the Seahawks who have won two in a row. Now, is this a real playoff uh, resurgence here ah. still at five and eight, or is this just kind of a facade? They have won two in a row. They beat San Francisco, who they own basically in the mm -hmm. series, and then they went down to Houston, pulled away in the fourth quarter. Rams, of course, had the COVID issues. Uh, they were able to get back some key players, Ramsey, Daryl Henderson, Odell Beckham, and then now the Cardinals lost two in a row. They have lost to the Lions. Of course, the Rams won last Monday night down in Glendale, Arizona. So now the Rams can gain some ground mm -hmm. in the division race, and all of a sudden you could have a tie in the NFC West with just a couple games left to play, but there is a lot of uncertainty here. If you look at the matchup, Rams DVOA, second best rushing defense, sixth in total defense, seventh in pass defense, and also the Rams offense, fourth in total offensive DOA, four, DVOA rather, fourth in uh, passing. And so look, the Seahawks, I mean, they still have a little bit of something to prove here despite those two wins. Rashad Penny and Tyler Lockett have been very good, 279 yards and three touchdowns combined. But is Lockett going to miss tonight due to COVID-19? Huge, huge concern. And also the Los Angeles Rams, last I checked, their run defense is not last in the league like the Houston Texans mm. is. So uh, Seahawks probably going to be looking a lot more to DK Metcalf, but he's playing through injury right now. You know, Seattle, you look at their stats, they rank last in yards per game, but fifth best in points allowed per wow. game. So that is the definition of bend but don't break. Mm -hmm. I think the benefit for the postponement, like we said, the benefit for the postponement was Washington and the other game. It's on the Rams side uh, tonight. So that's why you saw this went from four, four and a half back to like six and a half. So, 
you know, maybe Rams in a teaser. I mean, I, I wish that, you know, I had stronger opinions on this, but with all these guys not playing, and look, we even saw it over the weekend when we were doing the full Sunday card. You know, the sports books were a little less crowded, a little bit, seemed like a yep. little less handle at the window or a little less traffic because I think people are uncertain here. So uh, I guess where I would lean, the total now is up to 47, so the over's getting some support. Small lean here. Uh, to Seattle if I had to play it. We are starting to see some sevens pop on the board. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And again, these are, because of the uncertainty, to your point, Wes, we're just trying to give you the best advice and saying, yeah, this is the, absolutely the way to play it. No, it, 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 is, it is very disconcerting right now uh, to do what we do in this space and, and say with conviction when you just don't know. The Tyler Lockett situation for Seattle is huge. That is huge for Russell Wilson. So, again, you see why that number is there, and we'll see if there's any changes before we get off the air today. When we come back, let's go bowling. Wes Reynolds and I will break down the, co- the college bowl slate today. It's the Lombardi line of Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Tracker now available at VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the very best value. Check the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We are here at South Point Casino. It is the Lombardi line on VEASAN, and we have breaking news. We mentioned... The last segment, we mm-hmm. said before you make a wager in Washington and, and, uh, and Philadelphia, you might want to hang with us to see if we get any breaking news on the quarterback situation. Well, in the time that we went to break west and come back, we've got that breaking news. And what is eating Gilbert? Grape? Yeah, what's grill? eating uh, Garrett's, Garrett's grape? Garrett's Gilbert's be, grapes. Uh, apparently, uh, per Adam Schefter of ESPN, that Garrett Gilbert is your likely starter tonight in the Lincoln Financial Field for the Washington football team. Oh boy. That's being reflected in the market as my Don Best screen turns red. That means the line is moving. moving. We are now seeing eights in the market, uh, about seven and a half as well. So that's going to move just some books and maybe a little bit slower. Now there's like BetMGM still showing seven. That's probably moving as we speak. So <laughs> seven and a half eight so still you know until you get to nine you can still get that teaser down through three if you elect to do that but we are seeing the line move also seeing the total drop a little bit now down to 41 at bet mgm even some 40 and a half showing there's again that would be a two-point move on the total there and you see that the side already is up to seven here this is again while we're advising it is very difficult right now uh, to, to try to, we're, we're giving you the information as it happens here at Beeson. That's what we're trying to do for you, the gambler out there, to give you the, the, all the information you need before you pick uh, which side you want to back here tonight. I did hop on the Eagles at six and a half in a teaser scenario to make it a Al Davis just win game uh, scenario here. But again, I expect this number here, BetMGM, that's going to go north to seven. I, I did like the uh, breaking news theme that you did. It felt like we were on like ABC World News tonight, circa 1986. Like, like I'm Peter Jennings breaking the news. The audience. But that is huge news for us. That is, that is relevant news you can use, people, before you put your money down. 
Put it on. You're putting it on Gilbert Grape. On okay, this guy's had one practice. Mm-hmm. Practice squad called up. You just saw how it played out with Nick Mullins, and you saw that line move there through the week from three to all the way up to three. Right. This number is going to go north of seven here. So again, just know that information before you go. Hey, where's Taylor Heineke? Mm-hmm. Where's Kyle Allen? Those guys won't be there tonight for the Washington Football Team. We do have more breaking news. Matt Santos, our producer, said that the Washington Football Team is bringing their benches. From D.C. to Philadelphia. Just like Dallas did. I mean, I, see, I like that old-fashioned. That's like old-fashioned football that's conspiracy theories. That's what home theories. field advantage is supposed to be. Your benches are supposed to be as cold as ice at this point of the season. So, look, good foresight by teams taking matters into their own hands. But those are the those are the intrinsic the you game know, within things, the game. The game within the game in terms of home field advantage. You know, where it's like, okay, you're 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 you're, you're going to have like bad water or something on your well, side or whatever, but. You know, smart by the Washington football team. And look, you need everything you can get, by the way, now seeing a couple, even eight and a halves in the market. Well, see, uh, you know, they always say look good, feel good, play good. Mm-hmm. Right. So if the benches are mentally going to put Washington yeah. in a better frame of mind, like the like, Cowboys did. It's like the pink locker rooms at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa for the visiting teams. Do what you got to do. Let's get to the uh, Tuesday Night Bowl slate here in college football. We start off with the Idaho Bowl between Kent State and Wyoming. And, uh, Again, I, I think you've been uh, pretty sharp so far in this bowl season. It's been tough to navigate, but it's been a good start for the dogs, Old Dominion, mm-hmm. 757. Notwithstanding yesterday, as they did not uh, get inside that number, they were getting about nine and a half. Today, Kent State, the Golden Flashes, will be getting just over a field goal. What do you make of this one? Boy, how about yesterday if you had the first half under like oh, I my, did? You oh, get 14 points in the first 153, and, and I was like, how the hell did this hold? God bless that's us, a great, everyone. That's a great underplay. Like, that's a miracle. <laughs> Under when because, yeah, there. And, and that's one thing that I'll look to do before we get into this potato bowl, which is going to get kicked off here uh, in a couple hours. But when a total gets steam like that, usually I might not go against the steam in terms of the whole game because obviously there's more time to get a full game over. Mm-hmm. But when you narrow the handicap down to 30 minutes and all of a sudden I saw 28 and a half when it was like 26 and a half, Woo! 27 on the first half. Door, I was like, that's over a key number. So it's going to take five scores to beat me. And that's when I'll fade a steam, but I might do it in the first half if something is like, you know, getting steam to the over and then the reverse. If it's going to the under, it's like, okay, I'll go over for the first half because it seems like when you get a bunch of that steam on a total you're playing from behind it just seems to work that way based on my experience well that is great handicapping people because again i hope you're really astutely listening to what west is saying here so when you saw that again for instance yesterday with old dominion where that number and the public is betting it up maybe even sharp but it's getting bet way up and then all of a sudden in that first half you're extrapolating there an extra field goal of value to get over that number of 28 and a half and to West's point, four touchdowns in a field goal. Now, five scoring possessions minimum, you would think, of at least mm-hmm. three touchdowns and a combination of field goals at that point. That's going to be a tough overplay uh, to get. So even though you had the opening kickoff return for a touchdown in that game yesterday and immediately responded by Tulsa 7-7 early, you're thinking, well, it's dead. No. And the under for the game easily hit by the end. So, again, sometimes at steam, if you want to just try to find the best value, I think, Wes, you've identified a way to do just that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and speaking of a total that's steaming upwards, and I am on the over uh, for this particular one. This would be Kent State and Wyoming in the Idaho Potato Bowl played on the blue turf up Mm -hmm. there in Boise at Albertson Stadium. And that's going to start at 1230 Pacific, so about a little less than three hours from now. And I did play the over at 58. 
eight and a half. It is now 60 and a half at BetMGM. And really one of the main reasons I did this was because, number one, you have one of the fastest tempo teams in all of football, and that's Kent State. I believe they're third in place per minute, and they're 11th in terms of place per game. Mm -hmm. So we know that this is a very fast-tempo team. This is also not a very good defense uh, when when you look at it because we saw it in, I believe, the the, uh, MAC championship game against Northern Illinois where they were a small favorite. Now, that over, that steam did not get there, which ended up being a loser for me, but Kent State, is very permissible on the ground. Mm. And and when you look at it, uh, you know, Wyoming rates 30th nationally on the ground at 195.1 yards a game. Kent State gives up 190. Kent State also allows 466 a game in total. Nevertheless, Wyoming, they can give up some yards on the ground as well. Wyoming 92nd in FBS, giving up 169.1 yards a game. In terms of weather, and that's always your concern and what can be a cold environment, you know, high 30s, low 40s up in Boise. So a little bit chilly, but not much wind this afternoon in Boise. So I think that that helps the cause for an over. Kent is a very dynamic offense that ended their season, regular season, disappointing. They were four and a half point favorites. They got the steam all week against Northern Illinois. who was picked to finish dead last in the MAC West and got got housed pretty much in that championship game up in Detroit. Wyoming, same thing. They get blown out by a Hawaii team, 38 to 14, a Hawaii team that's all in all kind of disarray and has had like nine players over the last several weeks go into the transfer portal and, you know, and, and they lose at home in a game where you think, okay, they've got these guys and Wyoming was getting bet in that game and never was in it. But uh, yeah, I think both of these two teams can run the ball and everybody sometimes thinks when you run the ball, that's more inclined to an under. Well, not necessarily when you're gashing defenses <laughs> like both of these teams can do right. running the football. Uh, Wyoming, you know, they they tend to struggle a little bit offensively, but I think against these this Kent team, and you've seen it kind of throughout the bowl season just for the few, few games, the MAC teams, not very good defensively. No. We didn't, Northern Illinois was not good. Eastern Michigan was not good on Saturday against Liberty. Toledo only held Missouri, uh, Middle Tennessee State to 31, but that was because it was very windy down there in the Bahamas Bowl. It could have been worse, but I think the over is in order here. If you don't get this number and don't want to chase a couple-point move, you can always go in-game. Wyoming, they did put up uh, 50 on Northern Illinois, also put 45 up on Ball State, fellow members of the MAC like yeah. Kent State, so I think we're going to get a high-scoring game in Boise. Uh, if you So you like the total maybe more than the side Yes. In this particular case. Yes. Okay. So there, there would be the advice from Wes. I kind of like that advice uh, and would follow along with it very quickly. And we're going to have Will Hill on right after the break here. And we'll talk more about these bowl games here, but the Fresno bowl, uh, uh, the Frisco bowl, rather we have San Diego state against UTSA with the Roadrunners in this one. Do you have a, a lean towards the side or, or total? In this Line has already moved to the uh, Aztecs favor because sincere McCormick is yeah. not going to play this game. The star running back for the UTSA Roadrunners, Mimi. So we're now <laughs> seeing three pretty much in the market, a couple two and a halves out there. San Diego State had a very disappointing Mountain West championship game. They had had a flu bug and Utah State absolutely took advantage of that, put 46 on them in that game. So when I'm looking at this and I have not bet this one as of yet, uh, but San Diego State, a pretty good defense, but you wonder how many guys they're getting back and and what the health is of this team. Uh, So 
I think the line has moved too much. I mean, in terms of where it is right now, I could only fade the steam and take UTSA getting the field goal here, even without Sincere McCormick. I think that they can move the ball. Frank Harris with the underneath passing game against this Aztec defense. So no bet for me at this time, but lean to the Roadrunners. All right. When we come back, I mentioned Will Hill is going to join us here. We'll talk NFL plays tonight as well with Will and also maybe if we still have time, pick his brain on these bowl picks as well. Come on back. It is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. BetMGM, 
the king of sports folks welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. If any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. You enjoy football like never before with BetMGM specials all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. We mentioned in the first segment of the show, be careful, be wary before we know the quarterback situation for the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles tonight in the city of Brotherly Shove. Well, we know that's going to be Gail Gilbert under center as Wes broke that news in the last segment. And now because of it, Wes, you mentioned the numbers are on the move. Oh my goodness, are they ever. So right here at BetMGM, 30 minutes ago, you could could have gotten the Eagles at six and a half. Now that number is up to eight and a half. Already a two-point move, but again, through that significant number of seven, and not just seven, but eight. Eight is now a real significant number as and, well. And uh, Garrett Gilbert, by the way, uh, uh, big, lo- big long-term sample size trend here. He is a perfect 1-0 and ATS as a starter in his career. Remember the one start that he did have? Dallas Cowboys, baby! On Thanksgiving, right? That against is Pittsburgh. correct. That against the Pittsburgh Steelers, covered the number, almost won that game outright. I don't know if I trust Mr. Gilbert yeah. tonight to get yeah, that, that same that, thing that's done. That's a big sample size with a, uh, a one-career <laughs> start. But it, it forever lives in Dallas. Put ATS. every trend in context is basically what I'm informing our audience. He's of. undefeated and lives in Dallas ATS lore forever. Let's bring in a man I like to call the king of New York. you got to check out the city cast that Will Hill does uh, weekly there in for New York City. Will Hill joins us now. Follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. I, I love that, not the Will Hill. Is there another Will Hill that we should be familiar with, Will? <laughs> there is the Will Hill that takes bets that often gets confused with me. Uh, it's funny. I, I told the story on the air on another show. My dad actually texted me because he heard that Will Hill, the sports book, was going to lose like a million dollars when Shohei Otani won the MVP. And he's texting me freaking out like, what's going on with this? And I actually had a bet on Otani, which he knew about, which threw things into. So we do have to clarify. Yes, not okay. the Will Hill. So you did not lose a million dollars, sir. You're okay. Oh. I'm all right. Just checking. All right, uh, let's get to the big news of the day that uh, Wes and I have been discussing here for about the last 20 minutes, uh, Will, and that, of course, is in Philadelphia here for the Eagles uh, against the Washington football team with uh, Gilbert going to get the start tonight uh, for the Washington football team. No Taylor Heineke, no Kyle Allen. We've seen this number already climb here at BetMGM from 6.5 to 8.5. Look, you're trying to find the best value. Maybe you get the best number with the Eagles by luck of the draw here. Uh, COVID concerns are certainly changing the way we handicapped here, Will. What do you make of this number now? And is there a number for you that says, even with a guy just off the street, that number might get too high? I think you're already there. I mean, I wouldn't look to bet Washington. I would if they had Heineke or uh, even Allen. I think right now it's a good teaser spot. You're still under the three and under the seven, so you get to two and a half. I think that's the way to go. And it did this yesterday with the Browns game. There's different ways to get at these games uh, you know, when you don't want to bet the side, I think yesterday the, the Browns Raiders over in total punts was a good way to go. You know, you could really dig deep here. I, I bet uh, first play of the game would be a running play. Some of these, if you've got a guy who was on the Patriots practice squad a week ago, 
if they get the ball first, they're going to hand it off the first couple of times. Rivera's a defensive coach, a conservative. So, you know, maybe some team total unders, maybe some over punts. You can really dig deep here and, and find some stuff. Well, let's go over to the uh, other game, not of the doubleheader, by the way, regional coverage, unless you have the right right streaming or right package to watch the uh, respective games tonight. But the other game, the Seattle Seahawks and the L.A. Rams, Seattle's won two in a row, five and eight. I don't know if this is a playoff surge or not, but the Rams all of a sudden, they win the game here. They can be tied with the Arizona Cardinals for the division, and they are right in the mix. We are now seeing pretty much seven across the board, a couple six and a halves out there will but what do you make Seahawks Rams tonight yeah and I'm seeing some seven and a half ju- juiced up minus 120 I lean towards Seattle here I know the Rams had an impressive win against the Cardinals but look it doesn't look as impressive once we saw what Arizona did against Detroit to me Seattle is always a pain these the NFC West games are always tricky uh it, you know there seems to be a rock paper scissor here where they're always close nobody can really you know uh pull away from anybody uh I, I like the points here I think Wilson clearly came back too soon you know, he's trying to be the hero. Mm-hmm. He was not effective. But if you look at the timeline, it really matches up with him being healthy uh, this week. Last couple of weeks, he started to play better. So uh, if nothing else, you got a backdoor opportunity with the Seahawks. To me, this is too many points. Uh, I like Seattle, and I kind of lean towards the over here. I think both these offenses uh, can have some success. McVay against that bad Seahawks secondary, uh, I, I think we'll be able to uh, expose that. So I lean for an over here, and I, I do like Seattle. I think that line is a little high. With you guys on that one, too, I think that's the, the smart handicap. Liked, I love that analysis, too. And, Will, I'm with it, especially if you can get uh, Tyler Lackett back at wide receiver tonight for Seattle. So we'll keep an eye on that there because I do think that makes a difference. But uh, right now it's still questionable whether or not he can go. Uh, you know, I, I saw when we were looking ahead to some of the games coming up on the Sunday slate. And correct me if I'm wrong. Do you like the Jags this week against the J-E-T-S? Yes, yes, yes. Please yeah, well, explain yourself. Everyone made fun of me last week. I liked the Texans. I said two crappy teams. you got to just take the points. I'm kind of at that theory now uh, with the Jaguars getting points against the Jets. I actually just got a text from Peter Dewey and Ian McBets from the Green Zone. They're both willing to do this game, so you guys can put them on this oh, game. Very nice of them. They've yeah. already it's texted first... you for that for that request yeah. on Sunday? Wes, what do you think? Oh, they got numbers. Yeah. I think we should honor Will's request for what gaming wants. I don't I don't make that decision. My name's Bennett and I ain't no. in it. So uh, you know, <laughs> let's see if one of those two guys want to do this. But to Will's <laughs> point on this game, everybody did kind of like the Jaguars last week. It's like, okay, Urban's gone. They're gonna come out hellfire and brimstone and stomp a mud hole in these Texans, and they ended up not doing so. So sometimes it's the spot after the spot, you know, and they Jags came up lame in that spot, and then nobody wants the Jags. It's like, oh, my God, they fired Urban Meyer, and they couldn't even beat the Houston Texans, you know. Maybe it wasn't just Urban. It was the, it was a bad team. It was really both. No, we, But, uh, yeah, this would be the time let me to come say in. This. Yeah, let me just say this. If you want to go against me, go in front of a mirror and say out loud, I'm going to lay points with Zach Milson. <laughs> if, if you can do that, then go ahead and bet it. But the Jets... Believe it or not, they're dead last in a lot of these categories on defense. Last in terms of points per uh, points per game allowed per game, over 30 points per game. Uh, dead dead last by a large margin. The Jags are last in points per game. So 
uh, the opposite of the immovable force versus, versus the ir irresistible object, whatever that saying is. So bad versus bad, I'm taking the points here with the Jags. I, I screw up those things all the time, by the way. Another teaser candidate for you, Dave. That, exactly. I know you like a lot of teasers yes. this week. Jacksonville teased them through the three and the seven. The uh, Wong teaser here, the total will be interesting. Usually, I think when you get two bad teams this late in the season, everybody thinks low scoring. Oftentimes, it's happy action, fun time. So I can see actually a higher scoring game here. Uh, very quickly, and uh, Will, because you are the king of New York and you do a great job in the New York uh, on the city cast there. Did I, were you just drinking a medium Coke that you got from the Giants game and from the Meadowlands this weekend? You know what's funny about that? The story actually gets worse because if you're a season ticket holder and say you have four tickets or you have eight tickets, you don't get eight medium Pepsis. You got one Pepsi oh per my. account. I don't know if you guys saw this no. fan appreciation day. Giants, you get a medium Pepsi if you're a season ticket holder, which costs thousands of dollars. But it's not one per person. It's one per account. So take a sip, pass it down. Hopefully there's not too much ice in that thing. That's the Giants for you. Like that old, Unbelievable. Uh, that's like that old Pearl Jam song. Take a bottle, take it down, pass it around. And, uh, yeah, come on, uh, John Murray and Steve Tish. Let's, uh, let's, let's come off a little bit of scratch and get some beverages for everybody. As Will said, it probably costs hundreds of dollars for that promotion. Will, very quickly <laughs> to that point about the Giants. They're going to play the Eagles. We'll find out what shape the Eagles are in now. But because it's a Tuesday game, and then you got to play on Sunday, and I see initially I'm looking at some of the look at your 10. I'm seeing in some spots that the Giants are getting no Danny Dimes uh, the rest of the way. They've shut him down officially here. Do you wait and see what the Eagles do tonight, or do you hop on the Giants just knowing that the Eagles are going to have the super short week coming up this week? Yeah, I like the Giants. I think this is too many points. The Giants beat them a few weeks back. They played really good defense against them. The Giants are good on defense. Uh, if you look at the stat sheet against the Cowboys, they were dead even in terms of yardage, in terms of yards per play. They just couldn't get anything going on offense. The Cowboys were Dying to give a backdoor cover. The Giants just couldn't take it. I expect the Giants to play from this week. Will he be better than Glennon? I'm telling you this. He can't be worse. Maybe he gets him in the end zone a couple of times. To me, with a low total of 42, 10 is a lot of points for a division game, a rivalry game. Like you said, the Eagles here, two games in, what, five or six days, wow. three games in 12 days. Uh, I like the Giants here. I think this line's too high. This will close under 10. That's too many points. Yeah, just it feels like to me, and again, we're seeing how this works. For, you know, forget about it, just protocols in general. Just practice time. You're just not going to have a lot of practice time to get ready for the Giants. It's going to be mm -hmm. a huge game for the Eagles. So to me, I wonder. And Wes, you and I will do this later on. We'll do the uh, bet now or bet later. That might be a good one to hop on right now if you want to back Jake from State Farm, Jake Fromm, in that ball game. Hey, well, enjoy that medium Pepsi. Always love having you on the program, my friend. We'll see you Sunday in the Green Zone. All right, Merry Christmas, guys. See you Sunday. Merry Same Christmas to you, to you Will. as well. Come on back. We will do that exercise next hour at the top of the hour. It is the Lombardi line right here in Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 